Coming up on 5-Minute News. Trump indicted for trying to overturn 2020 election. Trump allies in Michigan charged for interfering with voting machines. And Republican states rejecting authority of federal government. It's Wednesday, August 2. I'm Anthony Davis. The disgraced former president Donald Trump was indicted on felony charges on Tuesday for working to overturn the results of the 2020 election in the run-up to the violent riot by his supporters at the US Capitol, with the Justice Department acting to hold him accountable for an unprecedented effort to block the peaceful transfer of presidential power and threaten American democracy. The four-count indictment, the third criminal case against Trump, provided deeper insight into a dark moment that has already been the subject of exhaustive federal investigations and captivating public hearings. It chronicles a months-long campaign of lies about the election results and says that even when those falsehoods resulted in a chaotic insurrection at the US Capitol, Trump sought to exploit the violence by pointing to it as a reason to further delay the counting of votes that sealed his defeat. Even in a year of rapid succession legal reckonings for Trump, Tuesday's indictment with charges including conspiring to defraud the United States government that he once led was stunning in its allegations that a former president assaulted the bedrock function of democracy. It's the first time the defeated president, who is the early front-runner for next year's Republican presidential nomination, is facing legal consequences for his frantic but ultimately failed effort to cling to power. Trump is due in court on Thursday, the first step in a legal process that will play out in a courthouse situated between the White House he once controlled and the Capitol his supporters once stormed. The case is already being dismissed by the former president and his supporters, and even some of his rivals, as just another politically motivated prosecution. Yet the case stems from one of the most serious threats to American democracy in modern history. Two Michigan allies of former President Donald Trump, including a former Republican State Attorney General candidate, were charged in connection with an effort to illegally access and tamper with voting machines in the state after the 2020 election. Attorney Matthew DiPerno was charged with undue possession of a voting machine and conspiracy, while Dare Renton, a former Republican state representative, was charged with conspiracy to commit undue possession of a voting machine and false pretenses, Special Prosecutor DJ Hilson announced in a news release. Both were arraigned on Tuesday afternoon, according to Richard Lynch, the court administrator for Oakland County's 6th Circuit. Michigan is just one of at least three states where prosecutors say people breached election systems while embracing and spreading Trump's big lie that the 2020 election was stolen. DiPerno, who was endorsed by Trump in an unsuccessful run for Michigan Attorney General last year, acknowledged in a statement that he was arraigned on Tuesday, but his lawyer said that he categorically denies any wrongdoing and looks forward to the date when his innocence will be demonstrated in a court of law. 
DiPerno and Renton are among nine people in Michigan named thus far by Attorney General Dana Nessel's office as having been involved in the scheme. Hilson has been considering charges since September. He convened a grand jury in March to determine whether criminal indictments should be issued according to court documents. In his statement, Hilson said the charges against DiPerno and Renton were authorised by an independent citizen's grand jury and that his office did not make any recommendations. The charges come the same day Donald Trump is charged by the U.S. Justice Department with conspiracy to defraud the United States and other counts as part of his efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, made clear that he would not comply with the Justice Department request to remove floating barriers in the Rio Grande. And Abbott is not the only Republican governor in open revolt against Washington. In May, Republican Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida signed a bill allowing the death penalty in child rape convictions, despite the Supreme Court banning capital punishment in such cases. Earlier this month, Kay Ivey of Alabama signed into law a redistricting map that ignored a Supreme Court ruling ordering the state to draw two black-majority congressional districts. The disobedience is sure to score points with the Republican base. It reflects a trend that has seen state parties embrace extremist positions in the era of Trump and MAGA. And while there's always been tension between states and the federal government, it now comes with the accelerant of political partisanship and blue versus red state polarization. With Democrat Joe Biden in the White House, Republican governors are seeking to assert their independence, with red states such as Florida and Texas styling themselves as bulwarks of resistance, even if that means rattling America's increasingly fragile democracy. In Texas, Abbott has been testing the limits of states' ability to act on immigration for more than two years, erecting razor wire fencing, arresting migrants on trespassing charges, and sending busloads of asylum seekers to Democratic-led cities in other states. The posturing comes within the context of years of anti-Washington rhetoric from politicians led by Donald Trump, who has long rallied against the deep state and vowed to drain the swamp. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.